0: Hello and welcome to the Dating Smash Podcast. My name is Rob and this is the only podcast dedicated to showing you how to create sexy connection by being goddamn authentic. Shout out to Nikolai Heidloss for creating this kick-ass intro music. You can find him on free-stock-music.com. You aren't being uncool enough. Really though, guys, gals, being cool is getting in the way of everything you wanted from dating. Y'all need to stop trying to make the other person chase. I mean, I get the temptation, right? It's, it's easier to play it safe. It's easier to be the quote unquote high value one, right? It's easier to play the game of who needs who the worst. Because in a lot of ways, it's less risky. And this is a, this is something that a lot of you will have a hard time accepting because I had a hard time accepting this. I just, this is something that people don't like to confront. And at the same time, it should be, needs to be addressed. Because when I'm putting myself in a position where I want to be chased, what's the thing that I'm avoiding? I am 100% completely opposed to confronting a situation where I am at risk for rejection. And I recognize this because I played that game too. Back before I was good at dating, I was the worst of the lot. Even when I was good at dating, it just made it easier to do this, right? I've waited two days to respond to text because it was the alpha thing to do. And then I came back with like two words. Ladies, you all do this all the time. So if you're laughing to yourself, remember, this shows up in your life too. And it does have an impact. Now, I would never leave the house in anything less than dress shoes, a button-up, dark wash jeans, and styled hair. I was obsessed with looking good and being cool. I wore a fucking fedora into a bar at night. There was no hint of sun. There was no reason to be wearing a hat. I firmly subscribed to the belief that buying drinks for girls was for chumps and beta males. And when someone asked me how I was doing over text, I was always, quote, Awesome. LOL. Unquote. Also, me, also part of my wheelhouse, standing at the edge of the dance floor with my drink in hand, trying to look bored and too cool for the scene while secretly wishing that I was brave enough to be the guy out there dancing along. Secretly hoping that someone would take notice of me and take the burden of rejection off of my shoulders, right? Buying into the fantasy that someone would rescue me from that situation. And I've come to find that this is kind of a universal thing, right? Most romantic movies will follow that formula. Like Beauty and the Beast is basically some guy where he's hopeless and he's also really hairy and part animal. And some girl sees past all of that miraculously for him as he truly is she loves and accepts him for the person that he is inside that no one else can see isn't it surprising then that when we look at female comedies female rom-coms uh the exact same thing plays out just the other way around right what is cinderella besides the exact same story of this woman who's born into poverty is like She's called Cinderella because she's covered in ashes, right? Uh, Not attractive. And then this prince sees that she is the one, right? He sees something special in her. He, he He literally chases her down based off of a glass slipper that he finds. Same idea. There is a fantasy here that we've been hardwired to chase. And let me tell you something. Waiting for someone to chase us down playing it cool and hoping that someone is going to come and rescue us. This does not work. Now I know a lot of people that tell themselves that, Hey, this is just helping me filter out people that are not really that interested in me. They don't accept me for me. So, you know, who needs them anyway? And I'm going to tell you this straight to your face because I want you to get everything that you want to get out of dating. All you're doing is limiting your pool of potentially awesome people coming into your life. The greatest and most tragic irony about love and attraction is that it's the one area of our lives where we're the least willing to take risks. It is the one area of our lives where we're the most likely to shoot ourselves in the foot, where we are the most likely to sacrifice our own happiness. To put on a show, to put on a persona, right? I should be dating a specific type of person, or um, I should look a certain way when I'm in relationships, or that maybe relationships need to look exactly this way. Maybe I need to be dating several people at the same time for me to feel fulfilled. Um, And maybe that's true for you. Maybe it's not. I invite you to look into that space and explore with me. Where in your dating life have you been inauthentic? And how is that hitting you? How is that affecting your ability to date who you actually want to date? Because I promise you, there is something that you are holding back from your self-expression when you come to the table and it's time to date. Because why wouldn't you? Everything is at risk. This is important. And if there's one thing that's true about humans it's that we're really, really impacted by fear of loss. And when we think that we've got something really good in front of us, it's so easy to play it safe. It's incredibly easy to not take a risk, right? Who's going to know if you never say that one thought that comes to your mind? Who's gonna know if you had a really off-color, corny joke that you wanted to tell in that situation because it lit you up, but you held back and you just didn't say anything? Only you, really, only you, and the other person is gonna be left with a different impression of who you actually are. Single-handedly, this is the one area in life where we stand to gain the most by taking risks. You get a partner for life. You get awesome sex. You get to go on a fulfilling, amazing date. Everybody wants love. Everybody wants love. But how willing are you to look bad to get it? Now I'm not talking about punching a waiter. I'm not talking about like kicking puppies. I'm talking about just like stepping outside of the need to look cool, to look like a certain kind of desirable. When we get beyond lust, right? When we get beyond surface level attraction, real attraction happens because of our flaws, not despite them. Right? To me, it's far more endearing if a girl risks the embarrassment and shares that she loves watching My Little Pony. Because we instinctively know when someone's being real with us, right? And it's totally easier to connect and totally disarming if my date nervously lets me know that she is nervous, but she still wants to talk. She still wants to see this date through. In her sharing, that opens up something for me. And trust, this is exactly what you'll be doing when you open up in front of your date. You will have conversations that you didn't know were freaking possible on a first date. Because you're willing to take the risk. And hey, maybe it doesn't end up with the two of you banging on a couch. Maybe it doesn't end up with you in a horse-drawn carriage on your way to a marriage ceremony right but these are the little moments of vulnerability and not looking good that count the, the little sparks that see the toasty flame of attraction and let me tell you something this is the most attractive thing that you can do I have average looking male friends who do not have any game to speak of Right. From from a technical dating perspective, they have no game. There is no strategy there. All they do is share authentically about how they're feeling in the moment. And they're perfectly clear in communicating what they're after. And how does this occur for other people? Well, it occurs that they're extremely confident men. It occurs that they're real. That they're not putting on a mask. That they're, they're straight shooters. That they are direct. And women really, really respect that. I rarely see them leaving a bar without a girl on their arm. And when we get right down to it, in a, in a world where we're all obsessed about looking good or being cool or playing hard to get, none of that can happen, right? Because where's the opportunity? If I flirt with you and you are playing it cool and give me like a one word response and turn away expecting me to chase, how likely is it that I'm going to try and push through or take it at face value and just leave you alone instead, right? And that goes for everything. What, what kind of communication are we creating? What kind of opportunities are we denying ourselves when we go into looking good? At the end of the day, I'm going to argue that we all lose when this happens. In trying to do this, in playing hard to get, in trying to create a desirable persona, we lose something really important we lose out on our ability to connect meaningfully with another person. Gentlemen, ladies, isn't this the reason we go out when we're single? Isn't this the pot of gold that we've all been searching for? Someone who makes us feel alive. Someone we wouldn't mind spending the rest of our lives with. And trying to keep the upper hand in dating whether we're talking about single word responses to texts acting disinterested when we're actually interested and not sharing about what's really important to us because we don't want to embarrass ourselves or leave leave ourselves open or vulnerable to harsh judgment that all makes sense right I understand where that comes from and at the same time It makes us less dateable, period. We don't need to look far to find an example of someone we'd consider aloof in our lives. right? It isn't hard to hate on people who are holier than thou. People who seem to just give off that I think I'm better than you vibe. And for years, that was me. That was totally 100% me. And it was completely unintentional. I had no idea I was coming off that way. And if I did, I would have stopped, right? But I just didn't know. I thought I was effectively covering up my nerves, my anxiety, by pretending to be busy on my cell phone when other people were talking. So consider this your wake-up call. There are still multiple times a day when I'm sure that this sneaks back into play. That's something I'm working on. And you can bet your ass that it gets in the way of attraction, right? When people are too busy being put off by the persona that I'm inadvertently putting out, there's no space for attraction. And I'll be the first to acknowledge that getting past this stuff isn't always easy. It's not. It's hard to spot. It's hard to acknowledge. It takes a big person to bring that to the table and then try to fix it. But it's essential that we address this stuff. And whatever you're hiding from, I promise you, you can bet your ass (laughs) that it gets in the way of other people being attracted to you. Why is it so easy to fall back into this trap of holding back, of, of keeping our cards close to our chest? Well, I'm going to argue that because it's that the scariest part of dating isn't rejection, per se. It's It's putting out the real you and risking a true rejection. If I've just put everything out on the line, how terrifying is that? How scary is that? to know that there might be another human being out there that does not like it and it sounds silly just putting it out there right just putting it into words but when you're in there in the moment and you actually have to do that it's so much easier just to let that feeling pass it's so much easier just to keep those words inside of your head instead of speaking them and that's what we're talking about right here right now. That's the reason why it's so hard to let our guard down. But there's a real problem with that. And if you haven't felt strong attraction, if you haven't felt deep, meaningful connection on a date in a really long time, understand that this is probably the reason why. If I never share who I really am with the person I want to be the most intimate with, then I will be living a life empty of meaning. Even if it's just on a date, right? Even if I'm not officially in a relationship with this person, there's this aspiration that I want to have the most intimate relationship of my life with this person. And what happens if I do get into a relationship with this person? It might not hit me for a few weeks, months, or even years, but at some point, I'm going to turn around and see that my romantic life is in shambles. I'm going to feel like I've been pretending at love, at a relationship. Because once the honeymoon period is over, those those chemicals are gone, then I'm left with the reality of the situation in that I wasn't real getting into this relationship. So everything feels fake, may feel like I'm settling. It might feel like the attraction is just completely gone, and I don't know why. But I will know that I'm miserable, and that I feel alone, because I didn't take the risk that really counted, being real up front. Really real, the type of real where you worry about how bad you're going to look when you say it. For many of us, though, that is the future, right? That future where we're just alone and desolate. Because we hide. And it's just a matter of time. And if you're even a little bit concerned about that being your truth in a few years, consider taking on a risk for me. The next time you're out on a date, I challenge you to share something embarrassing about yourself. I challenge you to put that cool guy or boss girl mask aside and give connection a chance. And once you do, let me know how that goes. And if you got something from what you just heard, give us a like, a share, a round of applause and help us get the word out so we can help make dating suck less. That's all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong, and this has been another episode of Dating Smash. Till next time.